No, no reaction. <laughs> I don't want to react because that encourages the behavior. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Practice Lab, the podcast playing the tips, tricks, and methods of getting stuff done to the test. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm Mark. And today we're talking about a favorite app of ours called Exist and uh, all about it later on in this episode. And short though, it's a mood and habit tracking app and a very powerful one at that. But in the meantime, let's go and talk about what we've been doing lately. How have you been, Mark? Um, I've been pretty good. I've been mainly working on, uh, <laughs> if you can call it working on, Camp NaNoWriMo uh, for the month of July. And that has since concluded. So lots of things to think about for that. While I did not meet my goal, I was actually 13,000 words away from my goal um, the most important thing was that I actually was writing. And so I was actually still, even though like I'm in sections of, of the book where it's been very difficult for me. So when I haven't been able to actually write out the scenes, I've been structuring and organizing it as best I can. And uh, I still wrote uh, 14,000 words this month. Um, which, yeah, um, I felt that was pretty good, which also brings up the total word count for that project to 33,000 words. And I was shooting for 43,000 words just overall in a project. I know it's not going to be a big, expansive book. I don't think the, um, story needs to be, but, um, yeah, I had a consistent writing schedule and plan. And I've learned lots of things throughout that process. Mm -hmm. So for me, even though I didn't hit my target word count, it was still a success because I was more focused on the process of writing, which this will continue. This will be the second consecutive month in which I've written consistently. So we had the month of June where I was writing uh, the short story. Then, um, you know, right, yeah. here and there. So I was more focused on short story and there were some other things that I was writing. And then I had the month of July for uh, Camp Nano in which I was writing for Project Dollar. So for me, that was a big success. Um, and having two consecutive month, months where I've written more words in those two months than I have in the past year two years um for a word count actually no yeah in the past two years because i finished draft or the first iteration of project dollar and that was 17k words but it was a wholly different book and so i trashed those those words uh, but all of that wasn't written in 2018 so i barely written anything and this is going back to my writing log and which um will include a link to my uh to my writing log template for notion but going back through my writing log i can see what my word count and stuff was when i was writing and uh yeah with with 14,000 words in july uh nearly 7,000 um you know that's 20 20 a little over 20,000 words 
and two months. For me, I've never hit that. Not even a single year, not, you know, ever. So that's the most uh, words I've produced ever. Now, whether they're quality is a whole nother thing. But um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I've been working on that, uh, producing lots of uh, videos and stuff for Apex This. And so now I'm getting back into a good schedule of things and following through with the rest of the stuff that I have planned for quarter three of this year and uh, working. So now as we're recording this, I am starting a two week vacation in which I'm so jealous. <laughs> Um, originally, this was planned time for podcast movement, mm. but and that was in an alternate reality where there was no COVID. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. So that's where I would have been. And now I'm just going to spend the time working on Apex This projects and writing and editing and revision and doing some UX design training as well. Um, there is a self-publishing course that I signed up for. Um, that starts next week. It's a five-week course, but um, I'll get the dive down into the first beginnings of that next week. So that's kind of what I've been up to. What about you? Uh, yeah, also NaNoWriMo. I I did reach my goal this uh, month, which I'm very happy about, and I've been celebrating all weekend by being as lazy as possible. <laughs> I bought the new Paper Mario, Paper Mario game, Paper Mario and the Origami King, I think is what it's called. Ooh, It is a pretty fun game. I never actually played the series before. I know that people, Paper I know people love it. So good. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, playing this game some more to speak the first world. But productive wise, uh, NaNoWriMo has taken up all my time. I barely even had time to edit our last episode that we released. I didn't even want to edit it. It's like, I just want to write. <laughs> and that's how I'm feeling right now. It's like, I, I kind of feel empty that I stopped NaNoWriMo. And I'm going to try to find some way to fill this void. But I was working on uh, what I've been calling... Project High School, which is underneath the working title, The Cores, is what I've been working on at NaNoWriMo. And this is the, the funny thing is I I have this extensive world in my head with this like really long timeline. And I wanted to take this NaNoWriMo to not really complete a novel, but just kind of get, get a feel for my characters and setting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm also writing a book that takes place. It's a sci-fi alternate, sci- alternative history book. Uh, that takes place in the 60s and uh, sci-fi elements and that stuff. And I just found myself just getting lost in just so many different things. But I was trying to understand the world of the 60s, the world of my story. And I, I said this to you in our Slack chat, but I felt like, like I just wrote 50,000 words just to get to my main character's first day of work because I literally <laughs> do end with her starting up a new job at this uh, organization in this, in this universe. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Wow. Uh, but the best description I have of it is that scene from SpongeBob where he's like scribbling like a lot. And he's like, he's like, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. And he's, he's writing really fast. And like, it seems like he's writing for forever. But all what he ends up producing is like a very fancy looking the. That's oh, what wow. I feel like I wrote. I spent so much time in it. It's like, ah, yes, I got it. I got it. And it's like, wow, nothing really happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, I'm now going to take a break for the month. I'm going to edit out the draft for my. I'm going to do no more than this. It seems like a lot for a NaNoWriMo draft. I'm doing six alpha readers because I want a diverse opinion on this uh, book. So I went to various friends with uh, different life experiences and asked them if they could uh, give me uh, feedback. You're one of them, Mark. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to on feedback on this. And yeah, uh, in the meantime, I'll be editing this and then putting it away for a bit and then go into, I'm going to call scatter focus mode for this story and just kind of like write down an idea as they come to me, maybe dedicate time each day to like just kind of sit there with a blank sheet of paper and just like draft stuff out and go from there. That's my main goal right now is to just kind of like, okay, here's the foundation I set up. Where do I go from here? Because I honestly only have like a few major plot lines in my head for this story and I have like no satisfying conclusion yet. So I really need to work out that out. And I think that lies into uh, the opposing force of the story. I'm not going to use antagonist because I do not believe that everything that's happening this is good or bad. So the opposing force of the main point of view characters, I need to focus on them more. Hmm. But yeah, it's, I'm excited about this whole thing. NaNoWriMo, I'm addicted to it now. I'm going to do it again. Yes. I'm currently drinking my from my mug that says write a novel and it's scratched out. And then right <laughs> below it says write another novel, write another, write another novel, write another novel. I'm telling you to start doing this more. So I think it's time to like, it made me go from being like, like writing a novel is something that other people do to, oh, I can do this. Although I barely got anywhere with my story. It's like I actually made headway for once. Yeah. So yeah. I'm feeling very motivated right now. That's awesome. Yeah. And the, but yeah, uh, that's uh, that's what I've been up to, and that's what I plan on doing. But uh, we have a deadline today for recording, and we can't just meander around it, talking about what we've been up to lately because I got D and D in about forty minutes. Mm-hmm. So let's get to the main topic of this episode, which is what I call Exist.io, which is a which is the website, but it's actually just called Exist. It's a habit, as I said at the beginning. It's a habit and mood tracking app developed by the company Hello Code, which is a team of two Australians. Uh, let me see if I get their names right. Give me one second. Uh, Josh Sharp and Bell Cooper are the two developers of the app. And I discovered this app because I I use two productivity, two very productive apps in my uh, daily arsenal, which is Freedom, which is a distraction blocking app, and also... Uh, Todoist, which is my task manager app. And one of them had a deal. I can't imagine it was, but one of them had a deal for Exist for three months off. And it's like, oh, that sounds like something I'd like to try out. Yeah. And now it's been like four or five months since I tried it out. And I am a big fan of what this does. In short, Exist uh, kind of, or in short, Exist takes in a various amount of inputs. Uh, it uses APIs from various different programs out there like Fitbit's a big one for me for my sleep tracking and activity tracking and then it also does things like uh, I think Dark Skies which just got acquired by Apple mm-hmm. is it Dark Skies? it's the weather app that they've been using the API from uh, but they're changing that one out it's just Toggle which is a fan or is <laughs> a uh, I would say friend of the show <laughs> we're more like uh, we're just uh, big fans of it, as we keep on saying. We're the unofficial toggle cast or toggle yeah. fan cast. Yes, <laughs> uh, it has a huge list. I'm going to. I would pull up the list, but it'd take me a long time to go through it. Uh, I also could do stuff with like Last FM to see like how many tracks you listen to each day, and which uh, artists you tend to have in rotation. And the idea is that this app. Oh yeah, and also the, at the very end of the day, you could put in like a journal entry. Uh, I think up to like 200 something characters and uh, and also you rate your mood on a 1 through 5 scale at the end of the day 
along with tagging things that you did that are not tracked by apps. Like I had tracked like last night we did movie night, so I put movie night down. And what it does is that it just uses a machine learning, I'm assuming I don't really know the back end too well. They use machine learning and uh, data science to uh, to find correlations between all this data and see how you could optimize your life for a uh, happier and more active and more productive lifestyle or whatever your goals are at the time. And I personally love everything about it. And I know you discovered this app independent of me, I think, Mark. Did you? Um. I don't recall actually. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if I heard it from you or if I came across it from some other um, habit tracking app because I do have a habit tracking app, which is interesting. Um, and so I was always looking for ways to uh, better apps or whatever. And I did come across, no, I think I got it from you. So I'm going to give you the credit. I okay. know you've talked about it on the show before. I know I've linked it in the show notes of this show. So I had finally um, actually took a look at it after you explaining tracking your habits and I was using this other app. So I wanted to check it out. So I got it from you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's go on to your experience with it so far. Like, what have you been thinking with your first impressions? You, we started doing this review a long time ago because exists to like really be useful. It has to like do at least like a month's worth of data. And I think you've been using it for about a month or two. Um, I have a little bit longer, actually. Um, oh, really? okay. I officially started using it and I went back through the data. Um, March 18th was the first day that I used exist. As mentioned, I was looking for something to try to better track uh, habits um, and based off the information that you were giving it and what you were seeing. And then when I finally went to check it out, as you mentioned, it tried to, tries to correlate that information. And I thought that was pretty nice because, as we know, I have my bullet journal and I do my tracking of mm-hmm. sleep. Um, and I do lightweight tracking in which the way that I set up my journal and I have, you know, the week, um, Monday through Sunday and I track uh, my sleep, you know, when I wake up, when I went Mm -hmm. to bed, but also aligned in that same, those same columns, if you will, is read, write and work out. So in a light fashion, I can see based on whether I went to sleep or how early I got up or if I worked out like, did I read on the days that I worked out or did I work out on the days that um, I got up early or so you can kind of see it in that manner, but I would like, would have liked to get it more in a digital fashion. So um, yeah, I started using this and like you mentioned, it takes a while to build that data because you have to um, use it. And the one thing that I must say is that it's very minimal and lightweight. And what I mean by that is that once you first set it up and you connect it to the apps that you want to connect it to, or you give the permissions that you want to give uh, permissions to, it just runs. And the only input that you give it is your end of the day review in which you select what custom tags that you want to track for that day. Whether So for me, I have whether I walk or if I actually did an uh, exercise 
like weightlifting or, or yoga, um, I classify that different than walking. Mm, same. Yeah. Or uh, reading or whatever other task, uh, uh, habit that you want to track, those are the only things that you do. And it's very quick. Like you review your end of the day, you set the reminder in the app when you would like to be reminded for your end of the day review. You hop in, you select or you create your custom tag that you want to track for that particular day. You rank it and you. it's good if you put in actual text of, uh, of how your day went. And that's mm-hmm. it. That's the only data it, you give it. And the rest, it consumes and feeds from every other app that you're using that you've connected it to. So it pulls my sleep from um, the sleep app that I use on my phone or uh, Apple Health. Um, It pulls the heart rate and stuff from Apple Health. It pulls my productivity from Toggle, in which I use Mm -hmm. that a lot, right? Um, It's connected to Twitter and it it made some interesting correlations. Oh, yeah. I haven't connected to Twitter. I feel like that's a weird metric, so I didn't do that. Yeah. at the time, I we were uh, we were I was much using Twitter, but since we did the digital minimalism, I've seldom use it as much anymore. Uh, so yeah, and that's the only input that you need, which is super nice because it's very minimal. It doesn't require much from you, but it just pulls from everything else that you're using. So yeah, I've been using it since March, ensuring that I'm tagging every single night tagging my day and everything else, but I don't have to do anything else different to feed it the information that it needs to, to process and give me my daily, weekly and monthly reports. Uh, so uh, speaking of the daily, weekly and monthly reports, <laughs> I, I've been using the app for most of my time. I barely get to the website uh-huh. and I just, uh, I was reviewing the blog today since I like to read their blog and uh, I found an article that I actually haven't read before. And it was titled, let me see, it's in our show notes. Uh, it's by Bell Cooper, one of the co-founders. It's called What I've Learned About Myself in Four Years of Self-Tracking with Exist. Yeah. And she talks about all the dashboards and monthly reports. I'm like, I had no idea about that. Because like, <laughs> what I tend to do is uh, on the Exist app, what it does is it shows you general correlations. Mm-hmm. And I could tell you like, today's a Sunday. You're typically uh, out for having a good day on a Sunday. You usually rate four out of five. Like it's good for like knowing day to day stuff, but I actually haven't used it for trend watching, which actually uh, I'm going to admit right now, uh, finding out this trend that is changing my, or all this trend reviews is going to change my initial review. <laughs> like I was going to give it one number and I changed my mind. <laughs> but <laughs> So I'm good. It's glad, I'm glad I found this uh, article today, but yeah, uh, there are monthly reports like show you averages. I actually have it open right now. Uh, they have different ways of looking at it. They have, uh, they have uh, you get to go to a mood dashboard to see like what affects your mood more and what doesn't. You, like for me, for example, uh, obvious things like when you're worried or anxious more, you tend to have worse days. Uh, whenever, apparently, on days after I meal prep, aka Mondays, I have worse days. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, it also has things like you can check your workout. You can do weight watching with it as well because... Uh, uh, exists plugs into various health apps that it pulls the weight data from mm-hmm. for mine that's uh, Fitbit uh, let's see I could show you like, your daily averages as well yeah I, I, I've i opened up a whole new window wow. after, the, after the months of using this app I'm like oh now I really like it 
Wow. I'm surprised (laughs) you didn't know that because, yeah, it it gives great info. Like uh, for me, for example, I had not realized it tells me that the two two tags that I often use together are anxious and headache. Oh, right. And I was like, wow, I did not did not real realize that that was one of the things. And it gives you, you know, it pulls that all in and gives you like your if you're tracking your sleep, you're like I'm a bad sleeper though. Um, and your average <laughs> my sleep stats right now. Yeah, so. it's very fascinating. And so yes, it comes. You have your two fashions in which you have your mobile apps, which gives you just slimmed down focus mm. data. Uh, that you need at that point in time. But if you're really wanting to dive into more of the reports and the trends and the correlations, then yes, you have to definitely go to the web app because you get the access to your dashboard, which gives you the information. But then there's also a data tab that uh, dives down and, and shows how you compare, for example, to the global global average of users. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. So like my... my- Oh yeah, go on. Uh, I was just going to say, for example, like my it shows that my average wake time is six fifty two a.m. and it's close to the global average wake time of seven forty one a.m. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just looking at my uh, sleep uh, trends, and apparently, I spend uh, more time. Or let's see, you tag the productivity lab more on days after you spend more time asleep. So I guess this is a well rested podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was amusing, and yeah, I'm looking at my sleep averages right now. It's not surprising that Saturday is my lowest sleep because I tend to stay up late on Friday night, then regret on Saturday night, and go to sleep early on Saturday night, and then sleep a lot on Sunday. So, <laughs> my typical habit. Yeah, it, it it's a really useful thing. Uh, I'm now, like I said, like I've opened up a whole new door today <laughs> that I didn't think about, which is our website. Um. So how do how do you feel about the? I use it on the iPhone. Um, and I find like the usability very easy. Like when you open the app, there's uh, four tabs or four buttons at the bottom. Your your home, which shows your quick summaries of today, yesterday, this week, and this month, including your current progress on things such as your productivity. Um, there's review where you rate your day and you select the custom tags you want to apply for that day. And so this is the only data entry area um, that you Mm. provide. Then there's progress that shows you your full day stats for activity, productivity, mood, et cetera. And then there's trends, uh, which shows um, your productivity and steps or mood. Um, and you can also try to find correlations between activities or custom tags in this area. So what is that? Uh, so I found that like very easy to use. Um, yeah, I think it's iPhone. very usable. Uh, I think now that I'm looking at these reports, I think I'd prefer to have a different tab just for monthly reports because mm-hmm. when I think app, I think it's only on the app. The exception of, of a few other apps I use, like YNAB is like the only other app I use pretty much equal time between my desktop or I guess web app and uh, my phone app. But uh, yeah, I, I, it's pretty easy to use. I do have, there are some issues with the Android app that I don't know are present on the iOS app. Okay. But uh, the Android app sometimes has this uh, very common error of not saving your tags properly. Mm. It'll uh, say things like fill to save your tabs or tags at, 
and I uh, re I don't necessarily redo it. It lets you hit refresh or something like retry, and it'll just automatically try to retry saving those tags. I don't know if that's an issue on iOS. Is that an issue for you? I've never ran into that issue of it not saving <laughs> my tags. Okay, interesting. Exist works fine on my phone. It just has that one issue. Uh, they had a major database change recently for a big update happening soon. Or not soon, I'm not sure how soon is soon, but they're trying to add more features like custom tracking for other things other than just tags mm-hmm. and uh, not just mood tracking. So it'd be like custom tracking for like, I don't know. I'm just speculating here. I, I don't know what they're aiming for, but like I would like to have custom tracking for number of coffee cup, uh, the amount of coffee I drink each day and stuff like that. And uh, I'm looking forward to that feature, but whenever they migrate over to their new day, to the new database, I can't update my exist app for two days. I emailed the support and uh, the founder is not only the, the developers and uh, writers for uh, their blog. They also do all the tech support. So one of the founders, uh, Belle, she got back with me saying like, Hey, it seems like that. Uh, it seems to be an issue with your Wi-Fi for some reason. Try doing it on your cellular network for a bit and we'll work on it and it worked. So they're pretty speedy on their tech support. And so one thing that I, I don't know if it goes here or not, um, because I mentioned it earlier and they, um, of the habit tracking with the custom tags. Now what was interesting is that they also, if, uh, talking about the company, some of the other things they produce, right? Uh, I, I like that. Yeah. It's a two person company. Um, in Australia, Melbourne? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably. Okay. Melbourne sounds right. And they're pretty open um, with the things that they share uh, about the company. Like they show you like their financial progress, et cetera, um, and how much they're making from the things that they're producing. Um, so they have, uh, they actually have a podcast. I want to check it out. Oh, they have a podcast? Yeah. Hello, oh. Hello Code Podcast. I didn't know they had a podcast. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, So they produce Exist, uh, which what we're talking about now, Larder, which is a bookmarking um, app for developers. So if they find stuff on GitHub or on Stack Overflow or something like that, like they can bookmark that uh, to come back to. That seems like super interesting, something I would actually use. Uh, so they do like actively show like their business stats of how they're doing, what they're, how much, how many paid users they have for each of those, as well as, you know, what their last four weeks income is. And they kind of show the goals with that, like how much is coming from exist, how much is coming from larder. So they also just recently released hello habits. It's a simple habit tracking app only for iOS. (laughs) (laughs) only for iOS at the moment. Yep. Um, But I mentioned that because it integrates with exist. So you can sign when you open the hello habits, hello habits app, you can sign into your exist account. So the custom tags that you create and exist when you're ranking your day, um, you can pull those in as custom habits and the hello habits app. So that when you mark those off in your end of the day review, it marks them as being that habit being completed within um, the Hello Habits app. So I mentioned that because uh, 
it gave me the one thing that of within exist of tracking those habits, but I kind of missed within the app view, if you will, to see the progress of my habits. If I went to look back at the week, you have to go to the the web app to see what days that you marked. And Mm -hmm. I wanted a good replacement for the existing habit tracking app that I currently use. And Hello Habits seems to be that one, even though it's a separate app from the exist. Um, mm-hmm. I mention it because of the the integration between the two. Um, if anyone is also looking for a habit tracking app, but find that exist doesn't quite give them what they need, um, then you, there is a separate app if you are on iOS currently. Uh, from, Hopefully Android soon. They yeah. seem to develop for both pretty well. So Yeah, um, that you can use that. Um, you still only use one app to produce the resulting content for the other. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that overall theme that they have going minimal input uh Mm. but being consumed and and data generated from all these other sources let's talk about data now uh this is a big thing with uh sharing data not everybody is a fan of it but i feel like that this is an important topic that they even address themselves uh and privacy specifically data and privacy Mm -hmm. and uh the uh jason and bell of hello code have intentionally never taken VC funding for this project because they're afraid of what the outside investors will want uh, them to do with the data later on. And they have a clause in the con, and I guess their user in their user agreement that if they were ever to get acquired or get VC funding, they would give uh, users the ability to opt out or at least delete their account permanently. Mm-hmm. That way they don't have to worry about uh, some other company getting a hold of all their data in one place. Because like all this, we could be honest and say that everything that they're tracking from except for mood and tags are is from companies that are probably already selling your data somehow. Yeah. Or not, they could be selling it soon. And uh, so in a, in a way, it's already like what it is right now, but the mood is an additional thing along with your own personal journal entries. Uh, I feel like that's a good disclaimer to throw in there and I will link to the blog post and, or I guess you will link to the blog, blog post, Mark, since you're editing the episode mm-hmm. about how they run the exist and the uh, background and their uh, user privacy agreements. So I think that's a good one to uh, read up into. Because it's a, some people, I mean, prefer not to have their data everywhere. I, I kind of told myself to the devil a long time ago, so it <laughs> <laughs> doesn't bother me as much, but uh, it's still important to bring up. It, it is, and that was kind of one of the things that I was looking at when I first joined. I was like, wow, I'm connecting it to a lot of things or would be connecting it to a lot of things. And to be able to uh, to churn through um, that, you would want to know how they make their money. Um Right. The old the old saying that if something's Mm. free, then you're the you're the product, Mm. Um, then how they're making their money, how they're securing or 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 storing that data and um, and everything else. So it's pretty good um, read through to understand if that's what you want. And yeah, I I was the same way. I was like, oh, well, whose data hasn't been leaked by some company? Um, especially credit card company or or credit card agencies (laughs) like Experian and, 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 and so forth that just collect your data without 
you're actually giving it over to them. But, you know, that that's a big concern. And I still need to read over the uh, California law that went in for. uh, I think it only applies to California residents now. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that happens in California are things that they push, legislation and, and, and policies that they push for California. They're kind of the, um, um, the EU of the U.S. Is what, well, yeah, like or the starting bet because people look at them to see what they're doing and then other states pick that up to implement. So a yeah. lot of the the car rules or, you know, um, emission rules that we have in the auto yeah. industry are passed through California first, and then everyone else takes take that takes that up and apply yeah, that. Yeah, California, unlike I think a lot of states are not full time legislators. Texas is not one of them, but California is one of the few that has full time, uh, uh, I guess, salary legislators on staff or on staff. It sounds like they're working for something, uh, and Congress all the time, so they're able to make quick decisions. Like here in Texas, where they meet for five months every two years, which is ridiculous. It needs to change, but that's a completely different topic. <laughs> <laughs> Even Wisconsin, which is a smaller state than Texas, has a full time legislator. Different cultures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> digress against that. I mean, living in the capital city of Texas, you hear these things. And I've interviewed people on Everyday Superhumans yeah. who uh, work alongside state legislators so yeah Yeah. and i I only bring that up to to kind of showcase the importance of user data uh, user privacy controlling your data like we should be paid for the data that they're using in my view um so it's always good to know uh who is using the data how they're using that data especially if you're signing up for something like this where you're giving them Mm -hmm. peaks or you're giving away things you still want to know how are they securing it how are they using Mm -hmm. it and and what does the finer print say so always uh definitely do your due diligence there uh with that so Mm -hmm. um it's it's that was one of the things that i looked at early on before fully signing up to see how they were handling things. Uh, because different person, I was like, Oh, I got, I got a three month free deal on this. I'm going to jump right in. <laughs> and the, the only reason I did that, and that's not to say I've always been conscious in that manner. The only reason I did that is because recently I have been more concerned with how much data that I'm giving away. So oh, I, yeah, no, same. so I have been switching like to more, uh, private browsers, um, eliminating trackers and, and, and advertising to me and everything else. And I'm about I to, to Firefox for that reason. And yeah. I also use privacy badger. Yeah. I, I, have been also being, uh, trying to be a little bit more aware of that too, if I can. HTTPS everywhere as well as another extension I have. Yes. Those are the two privacy extensions I have. Yeah. And I may even build a pie hole to go further. Uh, with that, so I'll 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 link what that is in the uh, episode no description. It, it's I, I recently bought the Mozilla VPN. Uh, I was using one VPN, mm-hmm. but it's more expensive than the Mozilla one. Yeah, uh, but Mozilla just released a new one, and I trust Mozilla. Uh, yeah, big tech web-based companies. So so Pi Hole is pretty much the Raspberry Pi little device, oh, okay. and um, you apply. Uh, Install it, and there's also software configured to block 
at tracking globally through your router. Okay. So with any device that you have going through your Wi-Fi or whatever, it will block that. Sometimes it'll be very natural in, in the view in which you the page would just look normal or the game or the app would look normal or there will just be a blank spot because the game, the web page, the app would fire back or send a call back to the servers to serve the ads, um, but it's blocked by your pie hole. So huh. it, it never sends that. You never get that uh, ad information. You It eliminates that tracking, et cetera, et cetera. But Apple is also introducing going to be introducing stuff in iOS 14 that kills a lot of ad business. But I Man, digress. That's one reason why I'm also <laughs> trying to... I, I, I'm really concerned to Apple for that reason, too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But... Back I might to buy the exist. iPhone 12. <laughs> <laughs> back to exist, though. I mean, this is they're relevant, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. So back to exist. So let's talk about pricing. Uh, that's a very important part of our reviews for things that you pay for. Mm-hmm. Uh, exist is six USD a month or fifty-seven USD a year, mm-hmm. uh, depending on which way you go. I personally pay month to month because I believe in this product and I like uh, what I've been seeing from it and. Uh, I like the business practices, so I'm actually paying the more expensive plan of six dollars a month versus the fifty-seven dollars a year. I typically go for the cheap options if I can, but I have exceptions for things like this. Especially if you look at their income report, uh, they yeah. they're trying to reach a certain level. Uh, they call it creature comforts. It's like basically <laughs> like they could like have like normal fun lives <laughs> because <laughs> they both quit their jobs for this. Yeah, they both work on it full time. But yeah, they're. <laughs> I want to help push into that creature comforts level. And so for, for how, how do you feel about the pricing versus the, the utility of what the app provides you? Well, now I discovered the monthly reports. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it changed my mind. At first I was thinking like $6 a month is a bit much, but I think that this has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that potential is there. I just I was too lazy to look into it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, when we get to scoring, I'll tell you what my original one was and what my new score is. But okay. yeah, uh, I think that with the potential that they have and like how they seem to really listen to their user base, mm-hmm. they have a, uh, what's the name of the website? They have a, a changemap.co uh, profile, which basically is a place for uh, upcoming companies and uh, startup companies to uh, propose their, uh, their roadmap. And then users are allowed to vote on them to see like what they want. Yes, and you can see like what they've completed and like what they found out was impossible due to either restrictions or just uh, the, the API didn't exist out there. So it's uh, uh, the change map website gives me a lot of uh, promises. Uh, so, for example, one thing that they have under consideration, which I will actually get to in our next episode, uh, but we'll talk about that later. But it's multiple mood entries per day. That's uh, something they're looking for. Uh, yeah, they also have suggestions for energy level, which I think would be great. And uh, apparently, they have a they're looking for a YouTube and Steam integrations right now. I was reading the YouTube uh, comments from everyone about that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I think that that's worth it for the price. Uh, we aren't into the final reviews just yet, but like I said, I seen I I like this. Uh, I like what they have so far, and they have a lot of potential with it. Uh, Side note to that, though, is the one reason I like it is uh, years ago, I think back back in like uh, 2015 or so, uh, a friend of mine called me out of the blue saying, he's like, dude, what if like we make an app that just like 
tells you like how to live a better life. Like it takes like a bunch of data. We'll call it Life Buddy, and we'll like learn how to develop like Android apps. I think he had an iPhone, so it'd be him for iOS, and uh, that never went to fruition. I learned how to make, I learned how to program Java, basic Java of it, but this is what I've been looking for since then. I was like, I had no idea that this existed, and I found my my Life Buddy TM mm-hmm. <laughs> with this. Yeah, so I'm very happy to see that this exists. No, no reaction. <laughs> I don't want to react because that encourages the behavior. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I have less than ten minutes to get ready for my, you know, my big important D and D session. Right. So uh, let's get down to final reviews, Mark. What did you think? My final review and uh, score, I, you know, I really like it. Um, I kind of want to give it a four. So a four out of five. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Even like, I, and I'm liking it even more when I went back to kind of uh, re-review the process and how they run things and everything else. Um, it boosted even more when they released the separate app, Hello Habits, um, yeah. and just made me like it a little bit more because now I can remove. Um, there was up two other apps I was testing as well, so I may just remove those from the um, the uh, workflow and strictly use Exist, which will then uh, fill out my Habit Tracker app. So. Uh, four out of five for me. I really like it. I even want to support them even more if I can. I don't know how. Uh, I remember writing that in my notes, like how can I donate or something. I feel the same way too. I was just looking into uh, other ways to support, but I don't know if they have any way. If they do, it'd be great. Yeah. So I really like it. It's really simple and easy to use. There's only one area um, and only one time and it takes less than five minutes maybe even two minutes or a minute to simply uh, quickly review your day. And um, then you can have fun with all the reports when you do your weekly review. We hope that you all out there are doing weekly reviews and your monthly reviews as well mm-hmm. to look at some of the the correlations that they're making from the, the data that it's consuming. What about you? I was going to give it four out of five because uh, I also agree with you like, like what the company does. And I think that, I want to support them more, but I think I've changed it to either 4.5 or 5 out of 5 uh, because I the monthly dashboard makes a huge difference mm-hmm. to me. Uh, I've also have had my, we'll talk about this in the next episode. I've been teasing this next episode for a while. <laughs> uh, uh, I've had like my multiple ways of like reviewing my months and stuff like that. So it's great to see all this in one dashboard. So we'll say, we'll just run up to 5 out of 5 for exist. I think that they're very promising and I want to see what they'll do next. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's Uh, talk about our next episode. Our next episode is pretty much a natural fit. That is the quantified self. Um, Would you care to explain what that is? Uh, The quantified self, according to Wikipedia, is the cultural phenomenon of self-tracking with technology and uh, the community of users that make self-tracking tools who share an interest in self-knowledge through the numbers, aka exists is philosophy in general. Uh, the quantified self is more like a lifestyle than like a habit that we're testing out because there's multiple ways to do it. Uh, you do it with, a, I guess, like a hybrid digital and analog system. I do mine all digital. And uh, 
we're just going to talk about our quantified selves and how we do it and why we do it and uh, how it has improved our lives. So it's going to be a little bit more, it's going to be a little bit different than our usual episode, but mm -hmm. it makes sense to plug this in right after the exist review. Consider this episode like a primer for this up for the upcoming episode. Yes. But I am uh, looking forward to talking about uh, my quantified self along with my uh, three end of no four end of day <laughs> reviews I do each day. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be really fun to talk about. <laughs> also, this uh, this picture on uh, the Wikipedia article for the quantified self is a uh, it looks like a cyberpunk picture. It's crazy. It's this guy holding up uh, his sweater and then beneath it is like a bunch of circuitry for uh for tracking his uh uh vital signs throughout the day from 1996 so that gives the cyberpunk view oh, wow. <laughs> a link to the article in the show notes it's really fast it's really interesting yeah uh, so i'll be talking about that and in the meantime though where can people find you mark you can find me on instagram and twitter at ask markio uh, you can find all my writings and uh illustrations on my blog at ask mark Io. That is askmark.io. You can also find this podcast and everything that we mentioned in the show notes at theproductivelab.show or tpl.show for short. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Productive Lab. Where can they find you, Kyle? And you can find me at KyleSQ9 on Twitter and Instagram. And also you could find my personal writings. Uh, eventually, maybe I'll put up by Rotanana on the website quadrant9.net. In the meantime, stay productive. Right now I'm wasting time because my backup decided to kick off and I just killed it and I wanted to stop churning <laughs> in the background that damn NAS. You know, I need to just buy a house. This is obviously being <laughs> cut out. I want to buy a house so I can have my own utility closet with my NAS and all my other servers. You should you should move to our neighborhood so we could uh, do these in person. <laughs> Walk over to your house. Let's do it. <laughs>